This message comes from NPR sponsor Capital One. The Capital One Venture X business card earns unlimited double miles on every purchase. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms and conditions apply. Find out more at CapitalOne.com slash VentureXBusiness. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Janine Herbst. It's been 100 days in the war between Israel and Hamas, and there's no end in sight. Palestinian officials say more than 23,000 have been killed since Israel launched its offensive in Gaza. That after Hamas militants attacked southern Israel, killing about 1,200 and taking more than 200 people hostage. NPR's Kerry Khan has more. Israeli officials say they won't stop until Hamas is destroyed. After more than three months, Israel has dealt blows to the militant group, including killing thousands of fighters. But Hamas still retains much of its force. But with many of Gaza's 2.2 million residents displaced and sheltering in overcrowded southern cities, the future fight is going to be more urban and uglier, says James Rands, a military analyst with Jane's Defense Intelligence Company. You can't just keep moving them around indefinitely. So that final blow against Hamas to actually destroy them probably isn't going to be feasible. Israeli military officials say they expect to be in Gaza through the end of the year. Kerry Khan, NPR News, Tel Aviv. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says he worked with Republican leader Mitch McConnell on a bill to avoid a partial government shutdown when federal funding runs out on Friday. I will put on the floor of the Senate legislation this Tuesday that will keep the government open, and I hope we get strong bipartisan support for that legislation. He says the majority of Republicans and Democrats don't want a shutdown, but he says there's a group of hard-right extremists who do. The deal for the two-tiered stopgap measure, which would fund the government through early March, was reached just days before the first funding deadline of January 19th. Investors will get fresh information in the coming days about the housing market and consumer spending. NPR Scott Horsley reports on a preview of the holiday-shortened trading week. Markets are closed on Monday for the Martin Luther King holiday. On Wednesday, the Commerce Department will report on retail sales for the month of December. The National Retail Federation has already said sales were up last month, rounding out a solid holiday shopping season. Consumer spending, which is the biggest driver of the U.S. economy, has held up well despite inflation and rising interest rates. Elevated mortgage rates have been a drag on the housing market, although rates have come down a little bit. After hitting a high near 8% last fall, the average rate on a 30-year home loan is now a little over 6.5%. We'll get reports this coming week on December's home sales and new home construction. Scott Horsley, NPR News, Washington. Asian markets are trading in mixed territory at this hour. The Nikkei, the main market in Japan, is up about eight-tenths of a percent. The Hang Seng in Hong Kong is down a fraction. Wall Street is closed tomorrow in observance of the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. U.S. futures contracts are trading mixed. You're listening to NPR News. In Nicaragua, the government has released a bishop who's been a prominent critic of President Daniel Ortega's authoritarian government. As NPR's Tara Neal reports, Bishop Rolando Alvarez was handed over to Vatican authorities, along with 18 other clergymen, after being held for nearly a year. Roman Catholic Bishop Rolando Alvarez had already spent nearly six months under house arrest when early last year he was given a 26-year prison sentence, stripped of his citizenship and declared, quote, a traitor by the government of President Daniel Ortega. 
Alvarez had been arrested for opposing the regime and calling for free elections. Just days before his sentence, the bishop had refused to go into exile alongside over 200 other political prisoners. Ortega's government has been cracking down on dissenting voices, including those of the church, since the popular uprisings in 2018 that called for the resignation of the long-serving president. Tara Neal, NPR News, Washington. Denmark has a new monarch. King Frederick X ascended the throne after his mother, Queen Margaret, formally signed her abdication papers. Massive crowds turned out for the event. The 83-year-old queen is the first to voluntarily relinquish the throne in nearly 900 years, citing health problems for the decision. Denmark's monarchy is the oldest in Europe and one of the oldest in the world. Today, though, the royal family's duties are largely ceremonial. I'm Janine Herbst, NPR News in Washington.